Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Chelsea 2, RP Salzburg 1 in match day 5 of 6 of the UEFA Champions League 2022-2023 group stage. In Group E, Chelsea are now officially going to advance as they're sitting top of the group with 10 points. Milan behind them with 7. They are now 3-1-1 one one in 5 matches. Um, and it's exciting stuff because they are officially moving on to the next round of the UEFA Champions League. My name is Josh, and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex. If you cannot tell from my voice already, I am 100% sick, but I'm still here and uh, you know trying my best to sound as upbeat as possible. Uh, but I'm sure my sick upbeat self will still be more upbeat than Alex could ever try to be. So um, that at least gives me some extra bonus points being paired with him. So Chelsea (laughs) win 2-1 today. Uh, Goals coming from Mateo Kovacic and Kai Havertz. Both pretty nice, uh, beautiful shots uh, by the two of them. Kai Havertz, sort of like his international goal against England. Uh, That's what I saw a lot of people comparing to on Twitter. But anyway, Alex, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, it was nice to see Chelsea win. Obviously, an earlier kickoff for us, uh, for it being a weekday, obviously a Tuesday when we're recording this, uh, a 12.45 Eastern time kickoff for us here on the East Coast of the U.S. So um, certainly, you know, it was kind of fun. You know, we got back home from school. Uh, I know Josh and Peter were both watching in class, funny enough. Um, but luckily, I did not have class today. So I was able to actually watch it from the comfort of my home, which was very nice. Um, but it was certainly a, a different one. Chelsea don't usually play in this earlier window of the Champions League, so it was nice to see that. And it was a good win, obviously, a little bit nerve-wracking at the end. Uh, you, you know, pretty much throughout most of the game, actually, there was a few nerves. You know, Salzburg definitely were dangerous at times. Uh, I think Chelsea did deserve to win at the end of things, but in terms of, like, you know, just wild chances, I guess you can say, shots, right? I, I'm not going to delve into it too much because I know Josh likes to talk about it, but you know, Salzburg had one more shot than Chelsea uh, today, 16 to 15. So it wasn't like they were short on chances. Um, and Chelsea certainly had a number of prime chances that they didn't take uh, advantage of. But it was certainly uh, a tight one uh, for both teams. Uh, and the stats really don't say otherwise. For Chelsea, in formation-wise, it was kind of interesting. We saw them come out with really two center backs uh, in Chalaba and Silva in the lineup. And then Mark Kukurea, who can play in the wing back role. He can also play just natural left back. He can also play left center back. Uh, and then you had four, I would say, attacking players uh, in terms of Raheem Sterling, Christian Pulisic, Aubameyang, and Havertz. Uh, and then three midfielders in Gallagher, Kovacic, and Jorginho with Pekepa and Net. Uh, in case you know you didn't know who played, um, you could have obviously just looked on Google. But now you get to listen it, uh, listen about it from me. I thought it was kind of interesting. He kind of, uh, Graham Potter ended up going with Sterling and Pulisic at wing backs, uh, a very, very attacking move already, considering you have Kukurea at left center back, who's already more attacking than someone like, uh, say, Koulibaly at left center back, uh, or even someone like Antonio Rudiger was last season. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then that three-man uh, midfield with Gallagher, Kovacic, Jorginho, I think is interesting. I'm still just not impressed with Gallagher. Uh, I don't really see what he does, you know, for this team that like that really makes a big impact. To be honest, when he's on the pitch with Kova, 
I feel like it's kind of redundant because Kovacic is just a better Gallagher, um, if that makes any sense. Like, Josh, do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, uh, I feel like he, it's it's kind of silly. It's almost like if you were to have, um, you know, two Jorginhos on the pitch, like it's just a little bit redundant. It doesn't give you something, a different dimension to your team. Uh, so I think that three-man midfield, uh, you know, as much as it definitely gives you control, I just don't think Gallagher really brings anything to it uh, necessarily with call, playing alongside Kovacic and Jorginho. Obviously at Crystal Palace, he played alongside, uh, you know, not that caliber of player. So he was really able to shine and be more of the maestro. But obviously with Jorginho and Kovacic also in the lineup, he doesn't really have that type of impact. Um, and, and I kind of feel like it's just, it's, it almost felt like at certain times he was kind of in the same space as Havertz and they were almost like bumping into each other. So I think Gallagher, uh, not Gallagher, Potter is going to have to figure out how to use some of these players in tandem with, you know, one another and how they're all going to fit in, uh, like a nice jigsaw puzzle. But I think that was like the main takeaway I got in terms of the tactical analysis of the game, uh, and how Potter decided to set up, uh, and kind of the issues I saw, but I thought Kai Havertz obviously scored the goal, didn't do much else besides that, missed a couple chances, uh, and Aubameyang obviously had a couple of missed chances as well. So, um, you know, up front, our scoring woes, I think, kind of continue considering the amount of chances, the quality of chances we're creating uh, and the lack of goals that we're getting considering those chances. Chelsea should have scored three, four, maybe even five goals today. Um, and, you know, they weren't able to capitalize on that, making it, uh, you know, kind of a tense game towards the end when you only have a one goal advantage. Well, going to what you were saying about Conor Gallagher and Mateo Kovacic, I don't agree with you on the comparison. I think they're two very different players, two different play styles, two different speeds, two ages. Um, Conor Gallagher obviously being a youngster, while Mateo Kovacic is kind of getting closer towards those older footballing years. Um, I get what you mean position-wise. I mean, I guess because like two type of midfielders – um, on the pitch at the same time, uh, but the the comparison I think is a little bit. Of, I mean, if you, I guess if you spot some similarities in their in their game, sure. Uh, but I I guess I I can understand what you're saying with uh, Connor Gallagher. You haven't seen much out of him. Um, production hasn't been there, uh, but obviously we know what he did last season. So hopefully he can come. Well, I mean he's back with Chelsea, but hopefully as the season progresses. Um, he can get towards that level that we saw from him last season on loan. Uh, but yeah, he did have another start this match. Uh, the goals did come fast and early though. Uh, I, there were only two, but Mateo Kovacic with that 20 goal in the 23rd minute. And then past that point within the next like 10 minutes or so, I would say there was about five chances on net. Uh, Chelsea, I like Alex, you were saying right at the end of your little uh, spiel there, they should have won this game like four one. Honestly, Aubameyang had a had a shot on goal, um, a couple shots on goal. Kai Havertz had that header um, in that span. Those are the two that I can think of at this moment. But they had pretty great counter attacking opportunities and just wasn't you know they weren't able to capitalize uh, with the ball in the back of the net. Luckily, we get the win. Now, if this was a draw or a loss, we'd be sitting here like. Really, really upset about the result. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen. They did get the win, so we're okay um, at this moment. But again, they could definitely be better in their finishing. I know it was a tough finish for Aubameyang in that moment. He tried to go bottom right side, 
uh, of the post and it was saved by the goalkeeper. But I feel like next time you got to get that ball off the turf uh, and into the back of the net in one of the corners. And that's what happened with Mateo Kovacic. That's what happened with Kai Havertz. Uh, and that's how they were able to get their goals today, hitting those top corners. And I think if Aubameyang just lifted that one, it could have been another goal for Chelsea today. But you mentioned some of the stats earlier, Alex. We can go to them now. Salzburg actually beating Chelsea in shots 18 to 15. However, Chelsea had more shots on target 11 to 7. Possession-wise, 71% to 29%. Chelsea did that. Passes 602 for Chelsea to 229 for Salzburg. Fouls 18 to 11. Salzburg led that. Two yellow cards for the Blues, one for Salzburg. And then one offsides for Salzburg as well in 9 to 2 in corners. Salzburg led that. Alex, were you on the edge of your seat there towards the end? I mean, I know Salzburg had a few opportunities. They had that one final corner in the 90-plus additional minutes. Uh, I think it was six additional minutes in this one. Or you really had confidence, like, they, they're getting this done. There is no way this lead was over. Because honestly, I I thought it could have very well been a draw uh, towards the latter few minutes. I, I mean, Chelsea, at this point, are trying to kind of park the bus. They're just not trying to let it go in, but, um, you know, that led to a couple of corners that kind of had me on the edge of my seat a little bit nervous, uh, that they were going to give away this match. They did, you know, they didn't end up doing it, but I'm just wondering your thoughts on that. Were like, were you a little scared at the end? I wouldn't say I was scared. Uh, I obviously, we didn't do a man United recap, but that goal at the end, um, by Casemiro was pretty heart wrenching. Uh, unfortunately for us Chelsea fans. So I was a little bit nervous that, yes, something like that could happen again. But in terms of the way we controlled that game, besides, you know, the few chances that Salzburg did have, they did have numerous chances, but I felt like none of them were really, you know, great chances uh, per se. And I think looking at it, you know, logically, I I guess I'd say uh, I didn't like I wasn't super nervous that, uh, you know, a goal was going to go in. I felt we were pretty solid defensively. Uh, for the most part. So I wasn't super nervous about that. But uh, yeah, still, whenever there's, you know, only a one goal difference, you know, 2-1-1-0, you know, 3-2, it's it's never comfortable, right? That's why you always want that two goal advantage. And it always feels like Chelsea never have that two goal advantage, uh, which is kind of funny, um, I guess, if you want to say that. But with this win, Chelsea did clinch a spot in the round of 16. Um, Right now, as we are recording, uh, AC Milan are up 2-0 against Dynamo Zagreb, uh, which means that Chelsea will be Group E winners uh, if that stands. Um, and it looks like they're up 2-0. They actually have a two-goal cushion, so it's looking pretty good that Chelsea will end up winning Group E. Uh, and moving on to the knockout stages, and obviously the draw, I believe, is sometime in December, and we obviously have one more game to go which could be a nice opportunity for some youngsters to get some game time, um, you know, in a game that isn't necessarily that important uh, standings wise for the champions league. So I think that's also going to be a, a nice place that Potter can really rotate a lot to get some breaks uh, for some of our guys who are playing a lot of minutes at the moment. Yeah. And looking towards the future for Chelsea in the next couple of weeks, like you said, Alex, next week they have that final match day of the group stage against Dynamo Zagreb. Uh, they then are going to face Arsenal that following Sunday, so keep in mind. But we still have the match this upcoming Saturday uh, against Brighton. That's 10 a.m. for us here um, in the eastern uh, time zone of the United States. 
3 p.m. for everyone watching in the UK. Uh, And then also the EFL Cup third round is November 9th against Manchester City. So keep that in the back of your head as well. That's going to be coming up in the next month uh, for Chelsea. Uh, For us, I, I didn't mention this earlier. I apologize. I know we missed... You know, on behalf of the three of us, we missed like three matches. Uh, our last time we were here was the second um, time Chelsea faced AC Milan, uh, and they had that 2-0 victory. That was about two weeks ago. Uh, since that point, Chelsea won 2-0 against Aston Villa. They had that 0-0 draw against Brentford. Uh, and then what Alex is mentioning, the 1-1 late equalizing goal. Uh, could have been a 1-0 victory against Manchester United, but it unfortunately was not. Um, school has been taking us mo- taking up most of our time. Uh, we are seniors in high school, so you know we have to apply to colleges. You know, on top of having that work in school uh, and being podcasters, trying to put out content weekly, even sometimes multiple times a week with the uh, Champions League matches in between, uh, it can be tough. With COVID nineteen, it was kind of a blessing in disguise where we were able to record during the school day because we were at home doing virtual learning when we started this podcast all the way up through last summer or this you know past summer. Uh, we we really had time for this content, but since the school year has begun, since we've been kind of fully um, you know in school and uh, getting a ton of work in our senior year, it's been tough. But we are gonna keep trying to do this, uh, putting out content whenever we are free. Hopefully, Alex, I mean, I don't know about you. I do have a tournament this weekend, uh, but I'm hoping that on Saturday, you and Peter could get some type of recap. I I think that could be done. So hopefully that'll be done uh, and Peter and I can sort something out there. Yes, that would be good. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, if not, I'll I'll try and watch the match when I get home. I have to figure out when the tournament schedule is. Maybe I'll be able to hop on, but hopefully uh, you'll hear from us again over the weekend. Yeah, so I'll just leave it at that for now. We appreciate you listening to this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. You can, uh, excuse me, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also find more places to listen to the podcast on shipitstudios.com slash talkingblues. We are on Twitter at talkingbluespod. Alex is on Twitter at anorian23. And I'm on Twitter at josholo 29 Uh, Again, I thank you so much for listening. All that stuff I talked about will be in the podcast notes. Uh, Appreciate you coming back for another episode. We will see you next time for another match recap. Go Chelsea, top of the group. Go Blues. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.